0: This is the first episode in our Wa vs. Ga series, which is a series of three episodes based around listeners' questions about Wa and Ga. In this first episode, we'll start by talking about particles in general, and then home in on Wa and Ga, and we'll try to answer a question from a listener. This episode's a little bit grammar-heavy, as you'd expect, so get your grammar hat on and join us for a chat about Wa and Ga.
1: Welcome to the Tohugu podcast. My name is Kanae. My name is Jenny. So today we're going to talk about wa and ga. Mm-hmm. The two particles that are very, very common in Japanese. So like, wa are they anyway, right?
0: <laughs> well, before we even start, I want to offer a disclaimer that Wanga are really hard you will make mistakes Mm -hmm. and that's fine
1: I guess I don't know have a language partner and ask them to correct Wanga or pay attention because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not like like they wouldn't understand if you mess it up or anything right so a lot of the time it
0: just changes the nuance doesn't it or even it doesn't change much at all it depends Mm -hmm. on the situation yeah it depends
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah just make sure to tell them, cause if I were a friend or something of a Japanese learner, then I wouldn't bother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ga.
1: Mm. it's right. like yeah, this, it's like when I make mistakes of like using correct articles like ah or da mm. mm-hmm. stuff like that. That makes sense. So yeah, and then usually people don't bother. Are correct and uh, maybe i should ask people <laughs> to do that but <laughs> i make too much too many mistakes so <laughs> that's,
0: that's nonsense absolutely mm,
1: nonsense.
0: but i yeah. think the and ah uh, is a good example because it's something mm. that's quite difficult to master for non-native english speakers yeah and sometimes we're not even sure why sometimes there are pretty clear-cut rules for the and uh, mm-hmm, and then totally. other times we're like yeah i don't know why. yeah
1: there's sometimes like omissions to like we don't put any article. So, and that happens to Wa and Ga as well. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's a good analogy in the sense that it's hard for non-native speakers, but mm. it's not a huge deal either, like most of the time. Yeah, still you'd still right?
1: understand. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So there are particles, right? Wa and Ga. Um,
0: exactly. So for anyone who doesn't know what a particle is, and that's something that goes after a word to tell you something about that word. So a little bit like prepositions in English, mm. but the other way around. So they're also called post-positions, particles. Oh, um, I because see. Because they go after, right? Post as right. In after.
1: So prepositions are things like in, at, mm-hmm. or what else? Uh, on. Um,
0: on, over, under. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a bunch. And they almost always go before in English. So,
1: Right, um, at the airport. Or exactly in the box,
0: or, or mm. on the podcast,
1: <laughs> on the podcast. But you yeah. say the other way uh, around because in Japanese, like at the yes. airport, kuko is the airport, and then there is the particle. It's kind of like at in this situation. Yeah,
0: but, exactly. Mm. Or a kuko ni would also be at the airport. Mm. So. That brings us on to the next point, which is that um for a lot of particles you can translate them, but -hmm. depending on the situation, you'll translate them differently. Right. um, Both ways. So at could be either ni or Mm. that in Japanese, and then Mm. ni could be at or to or about (laughs) or (laughs) Uh depending on the situation, right? So it's one of those things that's kind of hard to translate, like to give one direct translation for all cases is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other particles like w and gut, which mm. are not really translated into English at all because they're, they're what we call a case particle. And so they're actually just marking the case of the word. They're showing if, if something's the object or the subject. But right. we don't really mark that in English. So
1: mm. there's not necessarily a
0: translation.
1: So in English, is that just the order of words? Like...
0: yeah. Exactly. In English Mm. you might say, I'm at the airport. You'd never Mm. say at the airport, I am, unless you're Mm -hmm. Yoda. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we've got the advantage in English that we've got word order. You always have the subject first and then the object Mm. and it's pretty rigid. So we know whatever comes first is the subject, whatever goes next is the object. Whereas in Japanese the word order is super flexible. Right. uh, Which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then we've got all these particles to help us figure yeah.
1: out. Yeah, Some learners, like, don't realize this, though. Like, the order mm-hmm. of words is kind of, like, flexible in Japanese. Right. Um, like, so in that sense, like, for example, 私は寿司が好き。is wa like, mm-hmm. I like sushi. But yeah. you can say, sushi ga suki watashi wa, For example. Yeah.
0: Or sushi, mm. as yeah. well, right? Yeah, Even
1: mm. it, it, it works too. So that order doesn't really matter, though. I guess there's a, like a typical pattern of orders. Right. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And if so, you switch that pattern, it might mm. put the emphasis on something a bit different, right? Right. Like the order can mm. emphasize something, but it still doesn't completely change the meaning and it's still correct grammatically. Whereas right, in English, right. it sounds weird to switch the order.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, that's particle, I guess. That's one, like, advantage.
0: Mm. Yeah. Particles are your friend and your enemy, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're really great for, once you know what they're pointing Mm. to and what they're showing you, they can be really helpful to help break down a Japanese sentence. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I guess yeah, mm-hmm. particles have different kinds, and then ga and wa are yeah. case particles, case marker, more case marking particles. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, ga is a case particle, but wa is not a case particle. So
1: oh, that's right.
0: Wa um kind of takes it to a whole other level because whereas things like ga and what they do really mark something which exists in English as well, like a subject and an object. Mm-hmm. What is this whole um other? Level in a way because it's showing something that it doesn't really exist in grammar in English,
1: right? You could even
0: maybe say the concept doesn't exist in in English or in other European languages grammar mm. because it's marking the topic of the sentence. Um, yeah, and that's something we don't really have in English, like a topic mm. of a sentence or even longer than a sentence. But we'll talk about that later,
1: right? So typically there. Like wa the particle wa is called like topic marker, and then ga. Yeah. Typically, like the textbooks say that I don't know, but ga is the subject
0: mm, marker. Mm. That's like the standard way of presenting it. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of disagreement between textbooks and linguists, and right. you'll probably see quite a lot of contradictory information. Mm-hmm. But when we wrote the article and the grammar pages, we went with the idea that ga is showing you the subject of the sentence and that wa is showing you the topic. So mm. we said it's shining a spotlight on something, it's showing you this is the theme of what we're going to say. It's what's important in this sentence. I said the tone. Yeah, setting mm-hmm. the tone, exactly.
1: I see. I see. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is interesting because I don't know topic. We as a native speaker of Japanese, I don't really like think about
0: it. <laughs> right, of course, because mm. they're such they such a basic part of Japanese, aren't they? I don't know what yeah. age a Japanese child learns what and but it's really early on, I think. And so it's something that's just part of a Japanese speaker's basic makeup. There's no reason to analyze it. I think if you're yeah. A native speaker. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: so like I get mixed up. Like I, I totally forgot about like what not being a case vertical, <laughs> for example. Right. So they're like comparison, like they're to me they're like really similar things, two things, and then why are they different? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that's so true. They can be used in so many cases where they feel interchangeable. And I think that's mm-hmm. why people always want to know what's the difference between wa and gar. And that's right. part of the confusion, I think, because they they have different roles. And, mm. But wa can often seem to be replacing ga. So
1: to sum up, like
0: wa they're particles. Um, right, they're both particles. Mm-hmm. And ga is a case marker, so it would go in a set with things like or and ni. They're also mm. case markers, case particles. Right. Um, and ga is the nominative case marker which might mean something to mm-hmm. people if they've studied German or Latin okay. um, and so it shows you the subject ga so it marks the subject mm-hmm. and um, so it points to whatever is doing an action or being an adjective or being a noun I'm Jenny for example mm-hmm. I'm the subject in that case and I", can I is speaking so that's uh, you're the subject in that sentence mm-hmm. or uh, Kano is awesome she's also the subject in subject. that sentence so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the subject of all those sentences, right. right
1: and then "wa" well, is also not pretty cool but this one is a topic marker and then that doesn't yeah. exist in English
0: it's often translated in textbooks as as for right it's a pretty good translation so that does kind of introduce a topic in in english as well so we kind of have an equivalent but i think the mm-hmm. difference is that what is used everywhere in japanese whereas you can't really go about saying as for all the I time see. in english it comes like yeah as as strange. but that's probably the weird. closest thing we've got right
1: honestly i don't know if I, I ever like heard someone saying as for in english in like conversations right. besides uh-huh. talking about this Specific, like a grammar <laughs>
0: point in That's why it's kind of a good and a bad translation, because it kind of gives you the meaning, but it doesn't really give you a feel for when you can right. use it, I think.
1: Is mm-hmm. there ever a situation where people use that in English as for?
0: As for. I think we would use it more in writing than in speaking. Mm, um, I see. I would definitely use it, but not okay. anything like as much as you'd hear Wow, <laughs> Japanese. <laughs>
1: If it shows up, like, if it appears, like, three times, four times in a paragraph or something, that'd be weird.
0: Yeah, that would be weird. So it's not a great translation, but it's probably the closest thing that we've got um, for Hmm. introducing a topic.
1: Introducing topics. So Mm -hmm. in your article, Wa vs Ga, uh, Mm -hmm. that you wrote for uh, Mm Tohug.com, you said Wa shines a spotlight as an analogy right
0: Mm. that was we were trying to come up with an analogy that would give a feel for the difference between wa and ga we felt like wa it shines a spotlight in the sense that it's showing us Mm. this is the basic theme of our conversation or of this sentence or of this paragraph Mm. so it's shining a spotlight and it's maybe leaving other things sort of in the shadow so there might be other things that are unmentioned as you have with the spotlight on a stage. You might have other actors that you can kind of see in the shadows, but the important one is the one with the spotlight on them.
1: I see. Did you say so like there are some other people or like some other characters in the shadow? Do you do you think it means like it implies those like this existence of others?
0: Yeah. And that's why people often say that what is used to create a contrast. Right. because you're sort of saying I'm talking about this, this is my focus mm-hmm. but you know you can imagine there might be other things that I'm sort of leaving out of the discussion but they're lurking kind of nearby right? and so maybe they're being compared with these things but it's not clear cut but there's not always
1: mm, that I feeling see. of
0: being compared um, but there is a lot of the time
1: mm. Mm. so what is a good example for what
0: the one that I always think is kind mm. of a good example is in the film, I don't know if you've seen it, mm. Soshite Chichi ni Naru. Mm. It's called Like Father, Like Son in English mm-hmm. um, by Koreeda. And the dad, one of the dads in that at one point, is giving advice to another dad. Mm. And he says to him, um, Kodomo wa jikan da yo. Mm. And it's kind of a weird sentence, I think, for an English speaker. Like, if you translate it in the mm-hmm. sort of classical way, children are time. Like what does that mean?
1: Right. <laughs> but then
0: in, I think in the context of the film what he's saying mm. is like as for children time is what's important. Like right. for ch- what counts for children is the time you spend with them. So you're literally saying as for children time. Yeah,
1: it's the time. Mm.
0: It's the time you spend with them that counts.
1: It's classic. Because uh, there's the actor who's really Frankie in it. And I think that's maybe this is maybe what he said to the younger dad, Yeah, the dad, kind of crazy right? dad.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: right, one. right. I see. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a good example just because it shows you how the, the child here is not the subject of the sentence. So you might right. be forgiven for thinking... That wa is showing you the subject sometimes, but Mm. I think that's kind of unhelpful overall. Like, it's helpful to see it. This is the theme. So, I'm about to talk to you about kids and what's important for kids. It's time. Mm.
1: I see. Yeah, that makes sense because if you replaced this wa with ga, then Mm -hmm. kodomo ga yo, which doesn't make sense at all in any situation. Maybe, I don't know. Mm. Because children is time or children... Child,
0: it's
1: time. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So, as the sen- subject of the sentence, it's kind of weird, right?
1: Yeah, I can. I'm trying to think of a situation where I would say that. 子供が、that doesn't make sense at all, as far uh-huh. as I can think of. But 子供は時間だよ, It makes sense. Like without context, it might be hard to imagine, but in this context right. where like the children are s- swapped right unintentionally like accidentally at the yeah. hospital or something and know. yeah
0: exactly they don't later realize they realize
1: they... yeah mm.
0: yeah yeah exactly much much later when the kids are sort of i think they're like eight or something
1: yeah i think in elementary school now i think about it yeah maybe like eight years old mm-hmm. uh-huh
0: and so these two dads are in this weird situation where they're Mm -hmm. figuring out if they should be switching their sons back or not.
1: Right.
0: I've actually seen the film twice and the first time Uh, I didn't have kids. And uh I remember thinking it was a really sweet film and it was lovely Uh and I really liked it. And then I watched it again kind of recently now that I have a kid who's about, I think, the same age as the sons. And I just found it like completely (laughs) heartrending, Like, Uh really, really hard to watch. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I really recommend this uh, movie. I think he got more famous because of the recent film um shoplifters so if you like the shoplifters yeah you're gonna like this movie too i think
0: <laughs> yeah i think so watch all of mm. them i'm a fan yeah <laughs> the reason i picked mm. that example is because i think it shows how what is a spotlight but perhaps it's not a typical example in the sense that like you really need the context there to understand what they're talking about mm. and this is an example of where only what works <laughs>
1: Like, a typical example, I don't know if it's used in, like, learners' textbooks, but for, like, a Japanese linguist, I think mm-hmm. a typical example would be, mm-hmm. zo wa hana ga nagai. Mm. So, zo is elephant, and then hana is nose, and then nagai yeah. is, uh, uh, what is it, predicate? Long. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This would be... As for elephants, the nose are long. Yeah,
0: exactly. As for elephants, their trunks are long. So elephants have long trunks. In English, the elephant is the subject. I think a lot of the confusion comes from translating into English. Um, oh, yeah. Whereas in Japanese, it's like, as for elephants, mm. the noses... So we've set the topic, mm-hmm. it's the elephants. And then trunks are long, noses are long. Um. And so now we know that in the context that we've set of elephants, we're talking about the subject of Mm. trunks. Yeah, that's a good example.
1: Yeah. So these two can appear in the same sentence like this too.
0: Right. And that's Mm. kind of a typical situation where they're used together, isn't it? Where you introduce the topic and then Mm. you give some kind of characteristic of the topic using ga.
1: Right. Um, Mm-hmm. I like sushi. As for me, like sushi. Yeah, <laughs> I like sushi.
0: yeah. Mm. And, and that's a kind of a weird one because it feels like "ga" is marking the object. Um, mm-hmm. Because in English, if we translate it to English, we'd be saying "I like sushi," um, right. And sushi is the object. Whereas in Japanese, we're saying "Watashi mm. wa sushi ga suki, mm. um, and not "Sushi wo suki." Because that suki is actually an adjective in Japanese. Right. <laughs> wa is, like, as for me, I'm the topic here. And mm-hmm. then sushi ga, that's the subject. And then suki is like the adjective. Likeable, right. right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. This is, yeah, I <laughs> I presented a confusing one because yeah, of, like, suki. uh, It's a little bit different from, the, like, the verb to like in english so it's always the one uh the the word we use to translate (laughs) (laughs) suki
0: totally and that's what's kind of hard sometimes i think between japanese and english is that the the structure is pretty different and so we when we translate it into english it becomes a totally different word type Mm. and so an adjective can become a verb and things like that and that's what makes it kind of hard i think japanese within itself is kind of simple and logical most of the time (laughs) and English within itself is the same but when you try to translate them because the word types change translation can make it seem harder than it is I think sometimes
1: Mm. Mm, I think yeah this one I didn't realize until like I got into Japanese education Uh I never thought about it it was so unconscious like even though I learned English as a second uh, language, I mm-hmm. didn't realise like those the difference in word types.
0: Yeah. Mm. I, exactly. I totally agree. The same for me. Like it was meeting other languages and especially Japanese that made mm. me start to question things like that and teaching English and teaching Japanese. Yeah. So I think otherwise you just don't you just don't have a reason to question it, do you? There's no reason to
1: There's no, yeah. You can just mm. use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: yeah <laughs> And I think to a certain extent, that's, that's the case. Like, I, I think I learned a lot of my Japanese by speaking and listening to people. And I think you mm. can get a long way. But right. if you want to get to really high level proficiency, then the theory can be helpful too. Mm,
1: especially like, wa and Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. you gotta do like a number of examples. Mm.
0: You need experience, correction and theory.
1: Because there are so many like contradictory theories right. out there. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's the thing. Mm. Linguists don't agree on right. a lot surrounding Wanga, and so mm. expect to see exceptions. Like when mm. when you think you've hit a eureka moment, it's like, oh, okay, this I get it now. Then you'll see a new example, and you're like, oh yeah, that doesn't fit my right. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> fit my rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that is part of it. That's what makes it quite hard. Mm-hmm. Mm,
1: yeah, don't give up though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't give up. It's a fascinating topic, I think.
1: So talking about like each particle, we kind of like explained like what it is, what each right. particle does, and stuff. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And then we're gonna answer questions that we had from our. Our lovely listeners. Right. I'd like to apologize for how long it's taken us to get to the question, um, <laughs> But we're going to do it now. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. They probably expected <laughs> the maybe, long wait.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe is not um, always like the fastest, but we get there in the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, we thought about um, the questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've really, really put time into thinking about them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I hope you're going to be happy with the answers. <laughs> Um, so then, we're going to spend the next couple of episodes um, focusing solely on the questions and probably mm-hmm. on whatever time that's come up in the meantime. Yeah. So today's question is from uh, one of our listeners called Octo Noodles. Thank, Thank you, Octo Noodles. Octo Noodles, I is, like
1: the name. Mm. Yeah, it's a good name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so the question is: Should I bother besides just flipping a coin? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. (laughs) I reckon flipping a coin might get you a decent I mean, probably half the time you'd be fine, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah. I mean I guess Mm. that's what flipping a coin is, right? Um I guess it depends what you want from your Japanese. If you want to be able to like communicate Mm. on a basic level, then then yeah, you probably can get away with flipping a coin. Because like we said, Mm. most of the time it's not gonna get in the way of communication. Right. But if you really want to, to master Japanese, then you mm. might want to go beyond <laughs> beyond flipping the coin. So there are situations when it won't change anything, mm. really, whether you choose wa or ga, And there are situations where it'll change the nuance. But then there are mm. situations like this example we saw earlier where mm. uh, one is just simply not possible. Like mm.
1: it just sounds kinda awkward. Like, what was that? Ah, example Yeah. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I guess that's something that Um, if you said it, like, maybe your listener would stop for a second and try to figure out what you meant. There are ways, in in a lot of standard situations, there are ways of figuring out whether you want to be using wa or ga, Mm. depending on what kind of result, like, what kind of um, message you're trying to get across. Right. An example of where the, the nuance might be different is with ga aru and wa aru. So, you Mm. might say um, sushi ga aru. And you may have seen in textbooks that you can only use ga with aru. Mm. Um, But actually, that's not the case, right? You can use wa in some situations. It's not wrong. Mm -hmm. um, But it could produce a different nuance. So, if you say sushi ga aru, it's not quite the same as saying sushi wa aru.
1: Right. So, for those uh, who don't know aru, what is the equivalent like? There
0: is. Mm. Yeah, that's a good equivalent. It could be exists as well, but usually um, in context, there is or there are, I think is a good translation. Yeah.
1: So sushi ga aru is like there's some sushi.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. And then, and it's then really sushi the really it? Yeah, it's the yeah.
1: subject, right? And then sushi wa aru, it works as well. And if you translate it, sushi wa aru, there is sushi, but you can also say if you took the approach of like, like the textbook translations, as for, su- wait, as for sushi, as for sushi, it sushi. Exists?
0: <laughs> there is some. Yeah, there it exists. Some, yeah. Sushi wa aru. Mm-hmm. And then I guess, um, if you're looking at it from the point of view, it's sort of sushi ga, that's the subject, there's sushi, but sushi wa aru you are kind of shining the spotlight on the sushi and you're saying, so there is sushi. Oh,
1: oh so like, wait, so sim- to simply say there's something, like in a normal sense then you use gaaru, so like mm-hmm. many textbooks even like TJ as gaaru as a set. Right. is that mm-hmm. right? And then yeah, um that's, right. uh, that's let me see. So sushi wa aru, if you say that, I would think maybe sashimi wa nai. Like mm. there's no sashimi, but sushi wa aru.
0: Right, so you're contrasting it with something else.
1: Yeah. So
0: Sushi Wa Aru kedo...
1: Sashimi wa nai, sashimi. Mm. I guess it's like don't that some textbooks say that uh it's what did you say? Contrast.
0: Yeah, yeah. They often talk about contrast.
1: Like, um, mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. like, white wine is likable, <laughs> or I like white <laughs> right. wine, but yeah. uh, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of red wine.
0: Yeah. So it's implying a contrast with whatever's in the shadows. Um, right. Like if you say like chocolate mm. um, I like chocolate. And then are you would you always imagine that I'm thinking of other things that I don't like?
1: Yeah, I think mm. so. Let me see, chocolate um Yeah, I like chocolate. Like instead of saying chocolate ga that's the like normal way of saying I like chocolate. But um, right. if you said chocolate wa then mm-hmm. maybe you said something like, "Well, I'm not a big fan of sweets, but mm-hmm. chocolate is special. <laughs> like chocolate, right. was okay. mm, I like. Chocolate. I agree with you.
0: Chocolate mm. is special. <laughs> <So> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so then the you're showing spot your spotlight. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. What did what did I say? Like sweets, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. As for the sweets i don't like them but for the chocolate i like
0: it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like compared to
1: yeah then there's like the comparison because you have the sweets in your head and then you when you put the spotlight on it you said Mm -hmm. you don't like it and then Uh turn off the spotlight and then shine Uh the spotlight on chocolate i like chocolate
0: And so, because of the spotlight effect, it has this this contrast um, mm. implication. And maybe another example is in self introductions. Quite often, mm. like what you're taught is the standard self introduction would be like she what Jenny des," whereas quite often it's just like you wouldn't necessarily say she what because that's shining the spotlight on you. Um, mm. So it's quite common just to say "Jenny right, rather than oh, she wa.
1: That's so true something mm. we
0: came across was that um if you say what you are it's quite often maybe there's a whole group of people introducing themselves mm. so you're kind of shining you're bringing the spotlight onto yourself and saying mm, so mm. this person's just introduced themselves and now moving on to me as for me i'm jenny you are Jenny so oh, it's actually more common in a standard situation if you're just meeting one person to uh-huh. say jenny Des.
1: i didn't think that but it makes so much sense so, like the like the spotlight analogy makes sense in a way that um
0: mm-hmm.
1: you wouldn't say watashi wa, if you're meeting mm-hmm. someone one on one, for uh-huh. example. Uh,
0: right, right. Because because it feels kind of weird to put the spotlight on you when it's already like, obvious. Like, why would you be like, hey? <laughs> As for me, <laughs> me, me, I'm Jenny. <laughs> Whereas in a group, it makes more sense, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. However, like it's like a uh I don't know. Like a group meeting or something for right, new employees. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Then it was the sure I Because think...
1: mm. mm-hmm. there are like... other people who are in the shadow.
0: Exactly, exactly. Because mm. the spotlight's just moved on to you. I think mm-hmm. uh, Mammy noticed it when she was meeting new parents at her daughter's school because there was a mm-hmm. whole bunch of new parents on an open day or something. And oh. in that situation, a lot of people said, with a she what? Um, because it was kind of like moving on to each person to introduce it,
1: themselves. That's interesting. <laughs> it is, isn't
0: it? It uh-huh. is. <laughs> but again, like I don't think everyone used it. So it's not a it's not a hard rule or anything. It's mm-hmm. kind of it depends on whether you feel it's like necessary to move the spotlight over or not.
1: Yeah. Should we talk about what if we used ga?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. I was just thinking the same thing. Um so if I said Watashi Ga Jenny Mm. Um, but that's not wrong, right? It's possible. It's grammatically correct. Yeah, um, yeah. And in English, you if you translate directly from English, like, I'm Jenny. Obviously, it's logical to be like "Watashi Jenny desu." That's true. <laughs> um, but in Japanese, it's really rare, right? Ga when so... would you say "Watashi ga kanae desu, Do you think?
1: Like someone's wondering which one of the people who uh-huh. they're seeing is Jenny or Clyde. Right. Mm.
0: So it's like, it kind of comes back to how you might have seen this in textbooks that with question words, you'd always have ga after them. Because mm. ga is the subject. The kind of secondary thing it does is, is pointing to the person or the thing doing the action mm-hmm. or being whatever it is. And so you would say, 誰が誰が誰が誰? Canaeですか? Maybe mm. oh, 私が... mm. And then you might be able to answer with Yes.
1: I see. So you well now I think about it. <laughs> you wrote in the in your article the mm-hmm. uh, protagonist, right? Analysis. Um. Mm. So yeah. "ga" is like pointing uh, uh to the person or like whatever the subject. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's like pointing a finger at the. Subject. It could be a person or an Mm. object. Um, it can be like just whatever is doing or being whatever comes next. Right. If I say with us you got Jenny Jess, it's like I'm the one who's Jenny. It's not Mm. anyone else, I'm the one who's Jenny. Like so the question is who out of everyone here is Jenny? I'm the one who's Jenny. It's really like pointing to me and singling me out and eliminating all the other possibilities.
1: Yeah. that would be weird if someone said dare ga jenny desu ka like who's, which one of you is jenny and then you mm-hmm. said watashi wa jenny desu um, right instead like as for me i'm jenny like
0: right it feels mm-hmm. wrong doesn't it i think in english yeah. as well if you think of it in those terms like which one yeah. of you is jenny oh as for me i'm jenny that's that's how <laughs> yeah. think in english <laughs> too so. yeah yeah uh-huh that They're makes sense mhm mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a helpful way of thinking about it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I have an uh, example. Um, so this tweet is from Kinsui Sensei. Like, he's like a famous linguist in mm-hmm. Japanese. He yeah. teaches Japanese people Japanese, I guess. So the tweet is in Japanese, but he said in the tweet, um example from an uh, old song called "Akai to be um <laughs> and then this is a part of the relic this is a part of the relics um yeah mm-hmm. it goes <laughs> Nade Anata Ga Oa no so actually so like Nade Anata Ga meaning mm-hmm. Like why you ga or wa? So like Mm -hmm. the particle ga or wa is marking anata, right? Hmm.
0: And in the song, which one do they actually use? Do they use so in
1: the song? Ga. Okay. So the rest of the sentence is why does someone like. This depends on whether you use ga or wa, so we can say right. for now. But why does someone feel like crying every time someone uh-huh. runs out of watch? Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it- depending on what or ga, so this someone could be you or me, mm-hmm. like the singer perspective. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. So there are, this is a good example of where flipping a coin probably wouldn't work because it's mm-hmm. actually changing it's... the sentence pretty significantly right
1: right
0: and so if you do you want to read like do you want to say the first like the actual song lyric so um, the
1: actual one go like so that's translates to why do i feel like crying every time uh-huh. you take a glance at your watch Wait, which makes sense in a relics right like right. Song? Mm.
0: yeah because it's like you're not involved in our conversation or something and mm-hmm. so it makes me sad and i think is this because here like we don't have the topic we haven't mentioned the topic we've left it out and so we mm-hmm. guess it's I. Like, if you yeah. leave out a topic in Japanese, it's almost always I, unless earlier on we've established a different topic.
1: Yeah, that's right. So this part of the lyrics doesn't say, like, the topic, uh, mm-hmm. but which is assumed as I, like, mm-hmm.
0: But then what if we switch out the "ga" and put in "wa" instead? That changes the whole thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, like that would be, So mm-hmm. that totally switches the subject in the English sense. Like, why uh-huh. do you feel like crying every time you take a glance at we watch? Uh
0: huh. Which is mm-hmm. kind of weirder, I guess. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> uh, you,
1: you don't want to go for work or what's right?
0: happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here it's because becomes the topic of the whole thing, right? So that's the person.
1: Yeah, is
0: doing everything in the sentence because they're the topic of it
1: so this might be a little bit complicated just because the sentence structure is not that simple
0: um, uh-huh.
1: it's also com- called a complex sentence or whatever, right? When yeah, it has, that's right like, an, <laughs> literally it's, what... it's a complex sentence Uh. It's true
0: because of the embedded. Um, We talk about that a little bit in the article and in the Mm. grammar pages as well. And we have a grammar page as well on embedded clauses, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, the wa um, in this sentence, I think it's chopping up the sentence differently. Right. And so it's changing the embedded clause. Um, So it's changing the meaning.
1: Yeah, I guess anataga can be like the subject of the Mm -hmm. embedded clause. Which is tabi. so, yeah, mm-hmm. you're the one who's the yeah, who's
0: looking at your watch, yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: if you say anata wa, that sounds like it's marking, anata wa, uh. It's hard to explain.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um. it's really hard to explain. I remember my I, I had a professor at university who talked about mm. wa being like a sushi knife, <laughs> like a sushi chef's <laughs> knife. Okay, <laughs> like after the wa, you can kind of chop up the sentence. So you can oh. sort of take a pause and so what I comes see. after the wa. In this case, is like the whole toke or tiradito miru tabi, mm. um, whereas another ga. It's part of the embedded clause. It's am not taking a toy tabi. It's all together. Right. Another it... wa. It kind of separates the another wa from the rest of that. Makes sentence.
1: sense. So like anata That's another wa. Way of thinking, uh, yeah. Another wa <laughs> sushi sushi nai. <knife. laughs> another wa is like so this this version of the sentence using wa. Na is another wa? Mm-hmm. Toke o chiladomiru tabi nakisou na kibun ni naru no is mm-hmm. another sounds like the topic of the whole sentence right.
0: instead of uh-huh. like the
1: specific um, embedded clause.
0: Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly.
1: So that's a difference.
0: Yeah, it's a good example of where you can't flip a coin. And I hope that sort of all of these slightly uh, complicated examples haven't confused anybody. But it's, I think it's a good illustration of how um, there's a sort of sliding scale with wa and ga. Sometimes it's super important for the meaning. A lot of the times it's not. Mm. Um, but there are times where you can't flip a coin. It will change the meaning.
1: <laughs> Time for one. Can you add, please skip this part if you like. WaniKani is a kanji learning platform where you can learn 2,000 kanji and 6,000 Japanese vocabulary items within a little over a year. If you get obsession, I guess. <laughs> the first three levels are free to, for you to try out. But for those who have completed the trial levels, we have a special coupon for you. And the code is WAGA, W-A-G-A, mm-hmm. all uppercase. You can use this code for monthly and annual subscriptions for one year, and then you can redeem it until the end of January 2022. So please check out waningkani.com if you haven't, and and learn some kanji.
0: Today we talked about particles in general, and wa and ga in particular. And we answered one listener's question. In the next episode in the series, we'll be focusing on some more listener's questions. So I hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, if you want to keep learning about wa and ga, take a look at the dedicated grammar pages on tofugu.com by going to the grammar section on the website. And if you want, you can also check out the Tofugu article, wa and ga, what's the difference between these Japanese particles, really?
1: Hmm. Okay, so, uh, yep. See you in the next episode. Thanks for joining
0: us, everyone. Bye.